guys. August 30th, 2022, coming your way is episode 19. We have a very special guest on board with us tonight, Will Fisher. Um, I mean, he's he's extremely special because he just beat Corey in a uh, 5K. And I, I, w- I don't think I would have heard the end of it if Corey would have finished first in that race. So thank you so much, Will, for for uh, putting him in his place. And I, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, it means the world to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could oblige. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, this is our uh, this is our cream cast. We're we're approaching episode 20, which we never thought we'd make it to, Will. So, I mean, you're in an exclusive crowd of uh, of guests. We've had a, a wide range of guests, but I you you may be one of our, our more accomplished guests that's uh, that's coming on board. So, yeah, we may be finally me... found some competition for Kenny Miller here. So, yeah, uh, look, sure. looking forward to this for sure. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Miller was one of our earlier guests, and uh, he's a he's a pretty dominant runner. So, I think. Uh, I think at some point we'll have to have a dual show with uh, Will and Kenny and we can hash everything out. Sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Will Fisher here, he's, uh, he's the top runner in, in Los Alamos. He's, he's <laughs> nailed down that title now, uh, recently finished first in the Hilltopper run and another first place uh, finish at the Atomic City Running Club weekly race. And uh, he, he runs the, you're going the wrong way, YouTube channel. So, uh, welcome to the show, Will. Um, you want to start by just giving us a little bit of your background in running, and then we'll jump into some of your more some of your more uh, recent endeavors. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yeah, I guess you know I ran all through you know middle school and high school, and then you know halfway through high school, I moved to a small town in Vermont, and. Uh, I uh, started running a lot more and in the mountains and a lot of hills. And I was like, wow, I can, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at running up these hills and uh, it, it transfers pretty well to running quick around the track. And so I stuck with it in college and uh, kind of got the bug for it. Um, I've been, uh, and my main events in college were the, the 800 and the 1500 meter. And then uh, more recently with uh, COVID and moving out here to Los Alamos, I've been doing a lot of um, trail running and starting to dabble with some more ultra-esque runs, uh, which has been fun, kind of whole different training plan and regiment for that. So, yeah, that's a that's a nice nice background there. What's what's the elevation of the the town you moved to in Vermont? Oh, nothing compared to here. It's like you know, fifteen hundred feet. Okay, so did you? How was that transition from? From I guess either college or or the hometown in Vermont to to Los Alamos, it was that. well from oh well, coming out from grad school out here to the elevation was pretty bad. <laughs> um, well, I, I had COVID that spring before I got vaccinated, and it hit me pretty hard at like you know it back in New York, you know, pretty close to sea level, and then coming out here, it was it definitely took me like six weeks to adjust. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a major major change for sure. And then yeah, top it off with with COVID. Uh, that's that's never good. That's a tough uh, a tough battle back uphill for sure. Yeah. So so you had a lot of experience on hills, just not so much with the the altitude. It sounds like they're pr- pretty significant. Yeah. 
the the altitude's been like a, a recent development i've i've been having fun doing some uh, i think i sent Corey my recent 14er video but uh okay, having fun, you know kind of trying to bag some bigger like longer days involving 14ers and you know running the flats or the downs at altitude which has been been a lot of fun but it's you know very different like the hills you have a lot more power on the hills down at sea level for sure yeah no doubt about that are you gonna so are you you're doing the the 14ers in colorado yeah that's just kind of been the recent thing i i'm debating signing up for a couple ultras next spring okay um and slowly getting back into racing some 5Ks. I signed up for Trail Fest in town, which I'm excited about. I think the the 10K. Okay, yeah, that's that's, that's here in Los Alamos. Yeah, that's right up at um, Parito, which is oh, a really? lot of fun. I did it last year, which was okay. which was a lot of fun. Are you going to try to cross off all the 14ers in Colorado? I know uh, several people who acquaintances who have attempted that. I know that's a a, a large endeavor. I don't know. You know, I. I don't think that's really why I'm doing it. I just like, I like doing the ones that are fun and scrambly and okay. uh, pretty technical. Okay. Um, some of them look pretty boring or they have like a really, really long <laughs> approach for sure. Um, that's super flat. And then you just kind of have a, a very bland climb. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a, a wide range of uh, challenges on some of them and some of them are quite boring. So I, I understand not wanting to do those all. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh what alters are you uh looking to compete in coming up here i want to uh definitely volunteer i signed up to volunteer for it's like the sangria de cristo wilderness okay. one or I, okay. I forget what the actual name is but in uh september and then i i'm gonna try and train for the jamez trail run which i think would be oh. like a good intro one and then once i get a time under my belt let's try and get into some bigger races Nice. What does the volunteering involve? Just are you out there on the on the course on the course, just making sure everybody's all right? Or you at like a, a way station or something? Yeah, there's a couple of different things you can do. People can be like pacers, um, and then or you can like go out to an aid station. Um, okay. And you know I haven't done it before, but like a lot of the races, which I think is really cool, actually, just to, like you you gain experience with it, and so that like helps foster community. Like require that like. To get into the lottery, you know, you have to have a certain level of like volunteer experience at a race, like okay. at an aid station or something. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely booster that uh that part of the resume. Yeah. So the the Hamez, that's what a fifty k or is that fifty miles that they? I that they believe have there's a a fifty k and a fifty miler, oh. and then I think there's like a shorter like twenty five k. Gotcha. Or, which which uh, distance are you aiming for? I think if I'm remembering correctly, I would just do the 50k. Like one of them goes goes like up and down and up and down to Guaje Ridge in town, like multiple times, like via That's different true. different forest roads, and that uh, looks like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> do you, Do you have an idea of how much elevation gain there is in the the 50k? Um, I want to say it's like it's significant. It's like five five to seven thousand feet. The other one's like I think close to ten thousand. But I could be. Okay. Don't quote me on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> too too late. I know. <laughs> that's the that's the only part of our description of the tonight's podcast is going to be a direct quote from you on elevation change. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I did check out your YouTube a couple of your YouTube videos. Um, I the, the one I was most interested in was the rim to rim. 
Um, give us a little background on that. Like what, uh, what made you want to do that one? So my two buddies, uh, Henry, who is, I now have lived three doors down from in town, uh, and his brother, Marshall, he and I went out to the Grand Canyon last fall and we like de facto ended up just like running down to the bottom and then more or less running back up the other side. And we finished and we're like, wow, that was, you know, that felt great. That was super fun. Let's go, you know, we got the bug, let's go rim to rim to rim. And so <laughs> we kind of, kind of thought about it for a couple months and then we made a training plan and we just like picked the date and committed and wow. we're like, well, we're going to do it. So, and we had, I, I think it was like a, a three and a half month long training plan. And so it was a lot of long, cold, snowy runs, um, <laughs> training for that, but that it was pretty fun. Um, and we were in what initially inspired the idea is all right, we follow this one YouTube. We all follow this one YouTube channel called mediocre amateur. Uh, and they're nothing mediocre or amateur about them, but they, they like to pretend that they are and they did it. And there was lots of puking involved. And we we're like, I wonder if we can do it. I wonder if we can do it about puking. And so, and there was no puking when we did it. Um, Hey, but nice. yeah, the, I felt, I felt great. The first 30, 35 miles of it, you know, went down, went up the North rim and then coming back down the North rim, going down the second time we got to this part of the Canyon called the box. And it's, it's not a full on slot Canyon, but it's much narrower and taller. And it was, it was probably like 90 degrees in there. And yeah. I, I, I bonked pretty hard mm-hmm. and, but it was pretty, it was pretty fun. I, I recommend it as a, a, a pretty great training goal. What's, what's the overall distance on that? So we did a little bit more of an unconventional route. There's the, the traditional distance I think is like 48 miles. Um, and it's 11,000 vert, whichever way you do it. Um, the traditional route is going down what's called the South guy Bob trail. And you go through this ranch at the bottom of the grand Canyon where you can ride a mule down to a <laughs> lot. You see lots of mules on the trail and mule poop. Uh, which is, I don't, I do not like breathing in mule poop. Turns out. Um, and then you go up the, there, there's only one main trail up the North rim from Phantom Ranch, which is the North Kaibab trail. And then you, that's an out and back. And then a lot of people then split off and go up Bright Angel trail. Cause it has water, water stations on it. Okay. And so we just went up and down or down Bright Angel and then back up Bright Angel. Cause we were worried about not having water. Mm-hmm. How, so, how long did that take we did it i think our moving time was 12 hours something um oh, but it was wow. it was under 13 hours it was we were pretty much on the, the go we didn't except for at the ranch at the bottom when we probably all had mild heat stroke <laughs> um we we didn't really stop uh for more than like 20 minutes so it was it was 90 degrees down at the bottom what what kind of temperature change did you have at the at the top of the the rim well this this was a uh a topic of that was hotly debated amongst the three of us about <laughs> how many layers to bring and what like gloves and hat if we, if we wanted to carry them for 50 miles because i think it was like you know 15 or 20 degrees at the top of the, the south rim oh, when damn. we started wow. <laughs> and so we all brought we all started in shorts but brought puffies and you know like hats and gloves and you know, we dropped a thousand feet and it was like 50 degrees <laughs> and we're like, Oh no, we, we messed up. <laughs> wow. That's a huge, that's a drastic change from, from a relatively short amount of 
elevation change. Huh. Yeah, and on the on the summit of the North Rim, there was snow. So, no. huh. how much how Easy. much crap would you have given one of your buddies if they had to ride the mule back up? Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never hear the end of that. <laughs> yeah, that would have definitely been in the video <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, aside from the the rim to the to rim to rim, what else do you got up on your on your YouTube channel? Do you want to promote um, that a little bit? Yeah, well, thanks. Um, well, video that I'm hopefully going to finish editing in the next week. I did uh, with Henry. We went up um, to Lake Cuomo, which is in the Sangre de Cristo wilderness, um, just north of Alamosa by Great Sands. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the area. Um, and we did Blanca Peak and Ellingwood, which were super fun. If you want, if you want like, you know, an introduction to a little bit more technical ridge running and climbing, that's I highly recommend. Um, and then I want to do for my birthday weekend, um, challenge or kick Carson and challenger point peak, which should be fun. Okay. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, otherwise a lot of ski videos on the channel. Okay. So you're a big, big time skier. Yeah. I did downhill for my whole life and last three and a half years. I've been doing more and more ski touring slash mountaineering. And so I'm, I'm excited for this winter. I'm going to take some some abbey courses which i'm excited about nice what's uh what's one area that you're hoping to get to this winter in the in the ski world i definitely want to go in the mountain well we did a little excursion last winter to the mountains around silverton but i definitely want to go back there and do the resort and then do some days of backcountry too they get a lot of snow for sure yeah that'll be a beautiful area to to line up in so jumping back into your sort of trail running or your off-road running what uh, what types of animals have you seen? I know Corey's come across a couple bears in his time out out and about. What uh, what's your what's the biggest animal you've seen out and about? You know, it's funny. I saw my first ever bear in Los Angeles. I'm you know from Vermont. There's lots of black bears, and you know I've, sure. I've been, I spent a lot of time in the in the northern Rockies and seen grizzlies. But I had you know everyone talked about the the bears in Los Alamos, and I haven't seen one until like two weeks ago. But that, that'd probably be the, the biggest guy. And it was pretty okay. funny. I was coming down a, a road and I saw the bear run across the road and I had 10 people tell me there was a bear, like pull over and stop in their cars <laughs> to make sure like I knew it was there. And I was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was out on the roads or was that on the trails? That was on the, that was on the roads. I, okay. I honestly haven't seen much, you know, there's, I've seen a lot of deer and uh-huh. I've done some runs up in the caldera and I've seen some elk, which are fun and you can okay. really hear them bugling in the fall. Nice. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of, on, on one of the pods I, I shared that on garbage day is generally when I see the most, most bears around here out in the mornings. Yeah. I've seen the evidence for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, Definitely. So you also, I saw recently on Strava, you did like a, a 50 mile bike ride or so just the, this last weekend. It, is biking something you do competitively too, or is that something more just to... to well, I'm, I'm about to take my, my first foray into it, I guess. Um, I signed up for the Tour de Acoma. I don't know oh, if sweet. that correctly. Huh. Yes, you are. Um, but yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's September 11th. And so... But yeah, I, you know, I had a really bad knee injury all of college and kind of, kind of took like a, a solid year off of running. And I, I bought a road bike and I was like, wow, this is pretty fun. Huh. And so I kind of have been road biking and mountain biking ever since. Nice. 
That's sweet. Corey, uh, getting back to Corey's feats, uh, he, he beat Lance Armstrong in the Boston Marathon. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So Lance has nothing on him. I don't know about the <laughs> part. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, to, I like to believe, so it was shortly after he retired from cycling, so I like to believe he was doped to the gills still, and uh, I was able to beat him. So <laughs> that's, my, that's my claim to fame. That's awesome. <laughs> so how far is the, how long of a race is the Acoma? I just signed up for the 50 miler. I don't, okay. I honestly, I, I haven't looked at, at the course at all or the elevation, which I should probably do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That, that should be a lot of fun. That's a, that, that is a beautiful area as well. So that's going to be nice, uh, nice scenery as you're cruising around. Um, so what type uh, on your, on the like say the the rim to rim what types of shoes did you uh use so it was pretty funny we actually all, every single one of us got the speed goat for so we all had matching shoes for the run <laughs> um but it but in in all seriousness seriousness we kind of independently all came to that shoe of our own like you know trying different things out um for trainers over the course of the winter and spring leading up to it and i thought for you know up to semi-technical stuff it just had really really good uh support and like cushion which i really liked but i didn't like that you know on like if you're on like a i know cory said he doesn't trail run a lot but i like going on like really technical ups and downs and running the downs and i would not recommend the speed goat for for that Hmm. because you're so high off the ground you it it almost becomes wobbly gotcha What, what type of mileage are you getting out of them? Um, well, they were pretty cooked after Grand Canyon. I, I think I had like 200 something, like maybe 220 okay. on them over a couple months. And did did Grand Canyon, they were shot. But I think that was because of all the vertical. Sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Do, you, do you wear something different on the roads? Or do you, do you, are they kind of versatile enough that you wear them both trail and, and road? I had been wearing... I I, ha- I will wear them on the road, and I just got the, the Speed Goat Fives, which I actually like a lot more because they they got rid of that. It, you know, the heel was like. Oh, we lose Will. We may have lost Will for a second. I think Maybe so. He was, he was talking about Speed Goat Five heels. So, I'm assuming the Speed Goat is sort of more of like a. SUV of, of running shoes. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Th- I think it's a it's a Hoka shoe. Yeah. Oh, he's he's oh, gone completely now. We'll see if he pops back in. Hopefully, he'll log back in. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a Hoka. Okay, it is a Hoka. Yeah. But yeah, it looks looks like a, a it looks like it's pretty versatile shoe. Like you could you could run on the roads with it, and it sounds like he he does a little bit of that. Okay, yeah. Speed Goat Five is his latest one. Doesn't have the best rating. Three point five stars out of five on Hoka. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, oh, that's the rating for REI.com. REI.com as a store has a better rating than the than the shoe. Okay. Um, okay. Well, it, it, it's a cool looking shoe. I like. I like the design of it. 
Uh, yeah, of course, pretty good. Of course, I won't uh, ever wear those, but I'll definitely promote them for any other trail runners off, hey guys. off the podcast. Sorry, oh, there that. he is. Hey there. I don't know. We were just. Should... It gave us a perfect. Oh, sorry about that. No, no worries. We it gave us a perfect opportunity to research the uh, Speed Goat Four and Speed Goat Five. So. Oh, okay. We're all you were uh, you were just you were just talking about the heel of the Speed Goat Five when you got cut off. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, not to nerd out about the the heel, heel heights, but it, yeah, they they gave it a lot more Achilles support with like the I don't know if you've seen any any of the newer shoes that have like the the tapered more tapered points at the back of the shoe that kind of come up behind mm-hmm. your ankle. I, mm-hmm. I like those a lot more because I feel I have a lot more stability, and they gave it did that, so it feels like a very different shoe. That's good. Have you have you tried out any of the super shoes, the 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 carbon plated ones? No, I I listened to your guys' podcast on that, and I understand. I forget who, but it sounded like someone was a a Saucony fiend. <laughs> well, yeah. we're, we're we we claim to be sponsored by Saucony. We're of course we're not, but um, that's our, that's our ultimate goal is uh, to get some cease and desist letter from Saucony saying stop talking about us because we'll never sponsor you. That's how you know the podcast has made it. Exactly. <laughs> so both Corey and I have been utilizing the uh, the Saucony Endorphin Pros, <laughs> and uh, it does sort of feel like cheating. I mean, it, you got that nice little spring to your step every time you take a take a stride. No, yeah, I part- haven't. I have a, a shoe of a rock, with like a rock guard, um, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I think the uh, the endorphin pro is the only reason I was as close to you as I was in the in the hilltopper run here the other week. Oh, I, I can't oh, yeah. take all the credit. Did you did you use the uh, speed goat in that in that race, Will? Yeah, I don't have any racing flats anymore, which maybe okay. I, maybe I should remedy. But I yeah, I actually I used to use a pair of I think they're you know New Balance Night Hunters or something hmm. okay. racing flats, but. I think uh, I remember Corey mentioning something about the race and he saw you up ahead of him and he thought you like pulled over to maybe like dry heave or throw up or something. Oh, yeah. What's that backstory? (laughs) Well, yeah. Why don't you take us through the whole race, Will, and bring us up to the bring us up to the dry heave moment? (laughs) Well, so Paul, who you met, who I I told Paul, I'd give him a a shout out. If this nice. came up, um, he was the guy that was with us the rest of the, the rest of the race. Um, I told him that I, I would try and run five, five thirty to five forty-five miles. And that was my goal. So I, I, I said it. So I was going to go at least go for it until I, I couldn't hold it. And I haven't really been doing anything fast for the whole summer. Um, and it was my friend's birthday and he wanted to go to Foga de Chao in uh, Albuquerque on the night before. (laughs) And I, I, you know, which for those who don't know, it's a Brazilian steakhouse, but I had never been to a Brazilian steakhouse. And if I was paying $60 for all you could eat (laughs) Brazilian steakhouse, I was going to eat all I could, Um, which believe it or not, was not a good decision the night before (laughs) trying to run a 5k very fast <laughs> and so it, this all culminated in uh the first two miles feeling really great like i had a lot of energy and then the last mile like things were about to go get explosive <laughs> <laughs> 
And that 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 final leg coming up Central Ave where Corey saw me pull over, I I you know, I don't think there was anything really in the system, but things are unhappy and I did not puke, but there was there was a lot of dry heaving and I heard Corey approaching. Oh man. I was like, Oh no, I gotta go now. <laughs> and so I turned on the gas and, and shuffled around the corner. <laughs> yeah, I had I had the smallest amount of hope. I pulled up kind of next to you there, and then as soon as you started going again, it was like, well, um, I I, I really didn't ever have a chance at this thing because you just dusted me from that point on. That's great. Well, <laughs> we we do have a what went wrong segment, and that's a perfect fit for that segment. Will I mean, I I love the the Foga de Chow, uh tie in there i mean hopefully that's uh words of wisdom for any anybody <laughs> who's thinking of racing I, I after hope, a big brazilian meal yeah i mean i would hope that that would you know to a certain extent be co- you know common sense but i, I would i would 100 <laughs> yeah. not recommend doing it that <laughs> so um we, we know you you kind of short on time here this evening but we we do need to get to uh the beer mile i don't know if you've heard on any of our other shows we always talk about the beer mile that we plan on um you know when at the end of this season uh mm-hmm. whenever that may be for for our podcast we want to have a, a a virtual beer mile or or people who are, are nearby can get together and run the beer mile and, and we're curious if you know about it and if you're uh willing to participate i heard you guys mention it and i'm very willing to participate <laughs> fantastic that is that's is excellent news uh like Corey said we don't know exactly when it will happen but we'll send out a massive group text it'll probably be super annoying because everybody will be included on the group text and uh we'll line up uh line up some dates and times where we can uh video this this ridiculous feat of attempting not to throw up on four laps yeah so do you guys do you guys follow the official rules are there are there you know penalties i haven't i haven't listened to i don't know if you've gone over this in previous podcast yes we we absolutely do we're gonna follow the official rules if you do uh happen to throw up you get uh, assessed a penalty lap okay and so that's very very detrimental to your time of course yes (laughs) So, but we're we're super pumped that you're willing to to do the bear mile. <laughs> so yeah, we've got we've got a couple of favorites right now. Uh, we we have one of our guests has participated in two beer miles, so he's kind of the the front out of the gates. Uh, you know the the money line, and then we've got Kenny Miller who just recently ran a, a sub four thirty mile, but oh gosh, uh, ha- hasn't drank much beer, so um, you know yep. there's that variable. So. I don't know. Kind of as excited as you were about it, it sounds like maybe you've got the right combination of the the mileage and the and the beer drinking here to be to be one of our <laughs> top competitors. Absolutely. Just don't. Uh, I mean, you you already learned from your mistake, but don't do a fogged and shout before the beer mile. <laughs> I will take that into consideration. It might be a good foundation, though. True. And that's a lot of <laughs> a lot of meat to prep you for the mile. <laughs> Well, hey, Will, uh, we, we try to stick to about 30 minutes on our show. We're right around that time limit now. We, we're super appreciative of you joining us on our uh, 19th episode. 
we love talking to you. Uh, we hope to have you on in the in the future and uh, discuss more of your your uh, running uh, feats. And once awesome. again, to all our listener listeners, uh, check out Will's YouTube videos. You're going the wrong way. You'll definitely uh, enjoy some of that footage. It's a good uh, good little compilation of, of videos that he has posted right now. Thanks, guys. Uh, have a good one. Yeah, thanks a lot. Have a good night. Hey, Corey, as always. Stay creamy. Bye.